Hello guys, Jack here from Jack Makes Happy Hour podcast. And yes, the rumours are true. We're heading back out on tour in May 2024. 68% of the tickets are already sold out, but there are still a few left at Edinburgh, Newcastle, Manchester, Birmingham, Leeds, Cardiff, Sheffield, Nottingham, Bristol, Bury, and our home city of Norwich. So don't waste any time. Grab your tickets today and come and watch me, Alfie and Robbie live. And me. Mainly me, Alfie and Robbie, though, isn't it? Yeah. Happyhourlive.co.uk. See you in May. Hello, hello. We are back with our second guest of series... Nine? Nine. Nine. I think. And what a guest. Today we are joined by the lovely Neve Petrulli... (laughs) (laughs) What? Neve Petruziello, a.k.a. Stunt... Peg. We're here with Stump Peg. We speak to Neve about growing up in Rochdale, which is often sort of voted as one of the worst places to live in the UK. We, uh, oh, my favourite bit. Tell him. Your favourite bit. I'm going to say it. Potentially one of my favourite ever get to knows. I could not stop laughing. Graham Norton. Incredible. There's a great <laughs> story. Neve tells us. A fact that nobody knows about her that involves Graham Norton, and I think you guys are going to find it just as funny as we did. It also gets a little bit deep in times. We speak about her struggles with mental health and her journey on YouTube as a woman in, let's face it, a very male-dominated space that is football content creation. We speak about her beef with... Thogden. We ask her opinion on... Thogden. We discuss Neve's beef with Thogden. And we ask her opinions on Joey Barton. Who's worse? <laughs> <laughs> and then at the end of the episode, we even put her football knowledge to the test in a little game involving the 92 professional clubs in England. How does she do, Stevie? I'm not going to ruin it, am I? Don't ruin it. You're really going to enjoy this episode. Well, let's be honest, it's very football heavy. It is football heavy, but that doesn't matter when. That is back. The ball machine is back. There and it is. Neve is the first guest that gets to press our big red button. Enjoy the app, guys. Can I press it? Go on. Come on, it works. Go on. Read it out. What does it say, Stephen? It says, watch and listen now exclusively on Spotify. Well, yeah, they're, they're literally already doing that. Well, that's obviously not what it says. I'm not actually going to read it. Professional. Enjoy the app. Jack makes happy hour. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with a personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. 
This episode is brought to you by Visit Myrtle Beach. You know what's better than getting away to a beach? Getting together at the beach. Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. They've got over 2,000 restaurants, live music playing all day and night, and endless attractions. This place was made for playing hard and beaching easy. Welcome to 60 Miles Where You Belong. The Beach, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Plan your trip at visitmyrtlebeach.com. Hello guys, welcome back to Jack Mate's Happy Hour Podcast. I'm here, Stevie's here, and today we have a great guest. A guest which, Stevie, I'm going to be honest, the surname is scaring me a little bit. I think you can do it. Oh God. You're a okay. smart man, Jack. Right, I'm going to, can I, I need some breathing exercises. Okay. How do you breathe? <laughs> no, how do you, ex- how do you do the exercise? You inhale. No, you got to inhale. There's a lot of vowels. Stop breathing. Count to three. Then exhale. Don't count out loud because then you're struggling to breathe again, aren't you? Today, we have one of the best football content creators on YouTube. So true. <laughs> it's Neve Petruziello. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I mean, this time last year, you'd have been doing breathing exercises over peg. <laughs> <laughs> wow, it's stump peg. How are you, stump peg? I'm good, thank you. What's stump peg? We're going to yeah. jump straight in. Why stump peg? Just because my name was Petruziello because of my dad, but people used to take the mick and I just let that happen. How were they taking the mick out of that? Just That's like a cool Petruzzi surname. Petruziello. Yellow? Petru- like Petruziello, Petruzzi Smello. Oh, kids are cruel. The kind of thing I'm trying to say. Um, so I just changed it to my mum's name, Peg. So then it was like a mission. We need to find nicknames for Peg. But Peg's actually worse. Peg on the washing line. I, li- I like Petruziello. Yeah, well, I'm back to Patricia now. It's got a bit of pizzazz about it, hasn't yeah. it? I'm I'm Jack Dean, so I'm very like I've got three names. They're all first names. It's very sort of. I think my name's a bit EDL. Yeah, Jack Carl Dean. Yeah. So is your, yours is very EDL. <laughs> Stephen Brian Anthony White. <laughs> <laughs> Neve Patriziello. But how have you changed it then? You've have put I, an E I, in it then. Did I? Did you I said Patriziello then. <laughs> Patriziello. Yeah. Can you pronounce it for me? Just- Patruziello. Patruziello. You're coming up to 300,000 subscribers. You're smashing it. Yeah. You enjoying it? Yeah, I think it's more fun now than ever because I'm doing the content that I want to do. I don't have to worry about doing Premier League content because I didn't realise people were that interested in the stuff that I'm interested in. Like Darlington, most recently this year, <laughs> and talking about them, I thought, well, if I go to Darlington, nobody's going to watch it. Mm. But then they did. But I think that people love it when you go to a place that doesn't get spoken about so yeah. often. Yeah. Like we- I, I found that when we went on tour to like some rogue cities, people would be like, "Why are you coming here, yeah. Middlesbrough?" Is that rogue? Yeah. Well, what other city? What, what's a more rogue city than Middlesbrough? I think Hull would have liked it if you hadn't slagged them off so much before we went. I know, I know. That's um, stump peg. What is it? Is it? So it's got. We've we've established it's got nothing to do with actual stump pegs. No, I mean I did. I did used to have stump pegs on mm. my scooter. What would you call it? Like if someone hopped on the back of your stunt pegs and you were giving them, you know, like a CT. Yeah, like a, like a pegging ba- backy. 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 Yeah, uh, backy. We, I, we said, yeah, peg, peggy. Stunty, stunty or pegging? N- not pegging. It's <laughs> <laughs> not called pegging. <laughs> what were you doing on the bikes? That's <laughs> <laughs> from a very... Norwich is like that. <laughs> no, it was um, it was stunty, wasn't it? Yeah, stunty. Mm. Give him a stunty. You know these tweets where it's like, oh, what do you call it, a bomb or a bap? Oh, well, do you know where I'm from has the most words for that out of any 
area in this country. Is it really? Yeah. Can you can you rattle us some? Well, you've got well, like you say, you've got your bams and your baps. You've got your oven bottoms. Do you guys oh say God. that? Oh, like I've, a sure oven button. There's an oven. Isn't there a crown as well? That's the other one. Yeah, there's crown. There's also oven bottom. Cob. I can't get over oh, that's, that. I think Darby's where the originated cob. Yeah. Well, you're going into a chippy and going, can I have an oven bottom? Yeah, if that's the bread you want, homemade oven bottoms are gorgeous. Oh, is that different to like just a normal well, bun? It's, well, I mean, they're all bread rolls, but they just come in all shapes and sizes, don't they? Oven bottom. Can I get a chip oven bottom? Like, so that's yeah. the roll. So what if you want something in the middle? Can I get a bacon oven bottom? No, if I want bacon, I'd say you could have a bacon butty. Yeah, butty. Bacon butty butter. always. I think that's universal, a so butty. Can you use oven bottom in a sentence, please? Oh, uh, hiya. What do you want on your, what do you want on your sandwich, love? Uh, I'll have some ham, please. Oh, yeah, what bread do you want? Oven bottom, please. Oh, it's a specific type of bread. Yeah. Things confuse Jack quite easily, yeah. so you, you really need to get down to the easiest way of saying it. Right, that's... The, that's, that's Sarni. That's, that's, Sarni. Sarni. Sarni yeah. What about... Uh, I did a tweet the other day about the light footballs, usually about a yeah. 50p, you know, and they... What do you call them? Fly away. Fly away? Fly away. Nah, penny floater. Penny floater. But they fly away. Yeah, penny so, float because they're cheap, they're a penny, and they float. When I tweeted this, Stevie, I had a lot of people replying to me saying they were flyaways, and I said penny float. I've never and, heard flyaway. Yeah, no, I hadn't until that tweet, but everyone was saying to me, no way do you say act <sighs> like penny floater in a sentence. And I'm like, that is what we call it. Yeah, it? just get a penny floater. Yeah, smash the penny floater at that gut. That's weird that, like... I don't know why that <laughs> what? was... I don't know why what? that was the sentence. <laughs> why is that the first thing you thought of? No, you know when you, like, boot it at, like... Not at kids, no. Red, red ass. Yeah, that, dog, dog's that, ass. That's what I'm thinking. But we are kids as well, but it made it seem like I'm... Um, okay. Yeah. What were you saying? It's quite weird that, like, only, like, a couple of hours away, people say things completely differently. But it always seems to go viral on the internet. Yeah. Like, knock-knock run's always one that goes weird. What would you call that? Knock-a-door run. Knock-a-door run. But Ding dong like dash. North versus South as well, so we've got loads of yeah. differences. Well, people in Thetford, which is a town about 30 miles from where, where we're from in Norwich, call it knock-down ginger. Why? I don't know, but it seems like a personal attack yeah, on me, that. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Neve, we always start with the same question. I want you to imagine a place, a fictional, magical, mystical place called the Happy Hour Hall of Fame. You can mm-hmm. put one item into that Hall of Fame, something that means something to you. It can be a place, a person, a feeling, a thing, an object, a smell, a taste, anything. What would you, Stump Peg, like to put in mine and Stevie's Hall of Fame? Okay, so the best feeling I've ever felt that I would love to just always feel was the feeling of triumph that I got in 2022 when I was at Glasgow Airport and I put all my things in the tray in about 20 seconds and the guy said to me, I can tell you fly a lot. Oh! Oh. Did you feel classy? Uh, Yeah. I think, oh, I like that. That is good. So what are we talking? Are we talking like laptop, phone, belt? Yeah, I have earrings. a lot of things as well because I've got to work when I go to places and also I've got to live. So I've got all my <laughs> items in one backpack. But what I do in the queue is I'm prepared. Smart. You know, my liquids, they're already in my hand. Yeah, yeah. The laptop swoop, on. The phone, it's in my pocket, on. That's how we knew, though. He's went expert. Yeah. Experts coming through. I cannot tell you. Fee, yeah. you frustrate the fuck out of me yeah. when we go flying. <laughs> when we go when flying. We go fly- <laughs> oh yeah the private jet <laughs> when we fly away when we penny float away no um yeah because yeah fee does my head in because you do you not realize you'll get you're now coming to 
the tray bit. You need yeah, to you know it in tray. advance as yeah. well. I'm there taking shoes off before I even get in the airport. Well, I, I never wrist. invade people's per- personal space, mm. apart from people who take too long at airports because they, they need to know I'm behind you and I've got somewhere to go. And are you the kind of person who you put the tray back in the... In oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, you sort uh, it out I have, for I have a little look around to see if anyone's noticed as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Nobody ever does. Yeah, but. sometimes I do a couple. Yeah, we you're, yeah, yeah. you're welcome, sir. I love that. That's probably the most niche answer we've ever had to that. <laughs> so we are submitting... The Actually, f- I'll let you phrase it. Stevie, what are we submitting to the Hall of Fame? The feeling of being an expert at the airport. Yeah. Of being known to be... a consistent and constant flyer yeah <laughs> right that's yeah. gone in that's gone in i just prefer ice baths it's easier to put the in. last time i went to the airport mm. they um they had a new system where you didn't have to take anything out of the bag and i thought that was the best thing in the world he just went just put the bag on i went my laptop's in there he went new system really new cameras what got it all sorted packs, battery packs all fu- nothing just backpack about- on everything was in it what about kilo of cocaine all in there. He's let you keep yeah, the all of it. Oh, he, he went. He went. Are, are you, what are you doing with that? I said, don't know, mate. It's not for you to ask. Yeah, is it? mate. Leave me alone. Don't judge me. Stump peg. We're going to do some quick fire questions. Yeah. Hit us, Stevie. <laughs> Such a weird way of going into it. You felt like you broke for a second. I just, yeah, because I didn't know which one to start with, so I thought the, you can probably do it. number one, mate. Yeah, okay, go. What's one seemingly innocuous thing that someone could do? That would really, really irritate you. What grinds your gears? What really, grinds your pegs? I'm a really irritable person, to be honest. Most things do irritate me. Most things? Yeah, I, I take, I'm quite cynical. I take things... I, I don't take them personally, but I feel like you've done that to be annoying kind of thing. That's yep, my I annoyed go-to. you last yeah. night, didn't I? Why? Oh, yeah, because you spelt Hollyoaks wrong, even though I spelt it right. Like, I'm not I'm judging you for spelling things wrong. We don't, like, we're not all perfect at spelling. But I literally said the correct spelling, like, three times. And you just kept putting an E after the K. Why, why were you doing that? Just I don't know. And then she said, are you pissing me off now? I, I like that you were just then, open with him. No, but I felt really bad as soon as I sent it. Cause in my, I was thinking, because you could unsend on WhatsApp, I thought, shall I quickly unsend? Because I thought, what if he's, like... Got a condition. <laughs> condition? What condition? He's definitely got something going on up there. But yeah, we haven't got to the bottom of it yet. Yeah. Um, now you would honestly, if you had to spend a day with him, I think it'd piss you off so much. People think that I put on being thick for the podcast, but I am, I am thick. I think there is every now and then you'll say something, and I'll think, okay, no, he's clearly taking the piss. Yeah, I'll do but it to wind people up. Though, like, I'd yeah. say seventy to eighty percent of the time, he's genuinely an idiot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you have common sense? No. <laughs> okay, so don't say this is a stupid question because I'm because this I think this I is don't a know what you're valid say. question. What is common sense? <laughs> but you know what I mean yeah, by yeah, that. Yeah. Like, what is it then? Just like because it's it's just like just knowing what to do. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's like if you can't find something, I find a lot of people that don't have common sense. When you tell them where something is, if they immediately can't see it there, they'll go, no, it's not in here. Instead of just using their eyes and just see I it. think I have got common sense. So I think if me and Fia are about, I'm like, right, underground, this one, bat, 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 yeah. like darting about. Yeah. I've got street sense. Yeah. Street smarts. I've, I'd yeah. say common sense is if you stuck 100 people in a room and asked yeah. them all to do the same thing, but like even if they've never done it before, 95% of the people would probably just do it. I wouldn't though, because I think out the box and probably do a more sort of kooky, interesting way. So you, that's not common sense, then, is it? No, I don't, Eve. <laughs> your question. What's something that annoys you then? I'd probably say people that just get in your way. Like, for example, on escalators, mm-hmm. when they occupy both 
the left yeah, and the right hand not side. Not a fan of that. Yeah. And like, if it's M&S, I understand it. It's, you go there for a leisure activity. But when it's like an airport or the underground, just move. Yeah, people, yeah. Pl- places to be, people yeah. to stay. Yeah. I, I hate like walking behind slow people. It's yeah. okay if they're slow, but when they just stop in the middle of a path, you're walking. Yeah. You're about to go into the back of them. I'm about to cause serious injury, but it's not my fault. <laughs> What's something nobody knows about you? So when I was younger, and by younger, I mean up until maybe 23, which is what I am now. <laughs> so, so any point in your life. So yesterday. Hi. <laughs> just to pass the time in my living room, if I'm on the on my own, will pretend to be on the Graham Norton show. What? what as in, are you watching it on TV or are you just no, imagine? I'm just, and because when I, when I go to my mum, she's got a bucket chair. So she's got a bit like this where you've got one person here and you've got a, some settees over there. So they're like the seat with the celebrities. You're the person. Oh, so you're pretending to be the person getting tipped in the chair? No, no, I'm just pretending <laughs> to be... I'll it. pretend to be Graham North. Oh, you're pretending to be him? I'll pretend to be, like, the guest that sits on the end because that's usually, like, a random English guest. Yeah. And you'll have, like, George Clooney, Julia Roberts, and then you'll have, like, Alan Carr. I'll be the Alan Carr that everyone's, like, really warms to during the episode. <laughs> Like, so oh, how, she's good. How, <laughs> how how are you like? Can you play it out for us? Like, what are you doing? You're alone. Yeah. So you walk on. <laughs> you come in. I have watched. No. I have, and I've even put. I've asked Alexa, play the like the Graham Norton music. And I come on. And you're just alone. Yeah. And then, like, how are you getting the questions asked, or how are you aren't? I just come up with them myself. Who do you live with? Well, at the moment, nobody. Right. So it's great because it means that I can be on most nights. I <laughs> 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 oh, went back in the chair. <laughs> You're going to win. Oh my god! He's boarding your story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is okay. So you guys, can I just get this straight? Yeah. Be, be completely honest because yeah. I'm being honest. You've never in your life pretended to be on like a talk show talk show or go on the x factor and say your story and then sing i have done a lot of weird shit <laughs> a lot of weird shit one that's like fair, somewhat similar is um especially during lockdown i would get all like the top 128 darts players and then i would put them all in a hat and i would draw them out mm-hmm. for the tournament and then, then I would play like each match as them, like in a World Cup format. But I would actually pretend to be that person. So I'm, as I'm throwing the darts, I would talk. And obviously, I can't do all their accents. And some you shouldn't do. But... I thought you were saying what you do is you just stand there and go like 42. Well, I just pick a number. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying numbers. But point. I would be, I would like do the walk on. I'd oh. come out and I'd be like, Oh, it's going to be a tough match today against yeah. Gerwin. Like, he's got a lot well, about him. That would take it? ages. Yeah, it takes fucking forever, Stevie. It's boring. <laughs> <laughs> but you did it. That's no different to when you're at the park and you're like saying, oh, Wayne Rooney, as yeah. you do a shot. Yeah, exactly that. Yeah. But Graham Norton, I've never, yeah. never I've done. More Britain's Got Talent. I have like, I've had my own X Factor stories as well, where <laughs> no. I like tell them. Real stories or made up ones? bit of both really if you're feeling a bit different i'll come up with a, a sad background story when you're on britain's got talent do you do the talent well i've not really got that many talents so i just sort of like pretend i can't sing either okay i don't actually sing the music plays and i just mime it with a remote control and uh, it's like i'm that person so imagine for example like let's say this week i fancy being Dion warwick this week i fancy being whitney houston yeah and so i'll put their song on right 
out of the remote, I'll mime it. I mean, this is the sort of stuff I did at like 12, by the way. I don't want to put this to my You said up to 23. Yeah. That's yeah. Graham Norton. Okay, that's <laughs> fine. <laughs> fine. You've matured. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. And like, I'd start singing and the crowd would be like, it's the first time they've heard Whitney Houston's voice, but it's me. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Oh, okay. How were you hearing the crowd <laughs> noises? Bad. Just in my head. Is everything all right now? I don't want to tell you that I also had a really interesting fascination over serial killers when I was a child because I feel like it's not the right time. No, that's the, do you know what, Neve? That's more normal. <laughs> yeah, you should have said that. That's what, fine. What was the interesting fascination with them? Like, what what did you like about them? Just like why? Yeah. Why did you do it? Oh, a- any me yeah. and Bundy. It's a love yeah, hate. he loves Bundy. Bundy. Yeah, it's quite weird. Hate. Yeah, I don't love what he did. I know yeah. I don't love him actually. I just love the 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 ambience around him. Ambiance. Ambiance around him. Like, he's... There's... Like, why? Yeah. yeah did did why? you have a favourite? Serial killer. Yeah. Who would you go to? Well, I mean, there's a lot. Yeah. Do you know, I think... Like the Yorkshire Ripper. Kid. The Yorkshire Ripper. Yorkshire Ripper. Yeah. Close to home. Peter Sutcliffe. Well, yeah, actually, because even though it was the Yorkshire Ripper, there was uh, incidents in Manchester. Just letting you know. You've sent me pictures of him before, just out of the blue, and gone, you've looked like him. <laughs> um, Fee, wasn't there a comment... <laughs> About me? Yeah. yeah. Fuck sake! <laughs> it said, the other guy, right? So it was someone on YouTube who didn't know you. Cool. said, the other guy's side profile looks exactly like Peter Sutcliffe. I don't know Peter Sutcliffe's side profile. I know what he looks Can like. Can I see but... your side? Yeah. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Right. Something nobody knows about Neve is whatever that. <laughs> <laughs> if you could ask anybody one question, anyone in the whole world, mm. who would it be and what would you ask? You could be here forever thinking of deep and meaningful ones. So I think I just want, what? how am I going to advance my career? Mm-hmm. So I would say to Rob McElhenney, let's do something. Oh. And just try my luck. What would you What would you want to do? I'd want to make a video because actually I made a video about Wrexham mm-hmm. and I had a cold as well when I made that video. And it did really well. People loved it. And I just think, you know, watch that. What do you think? Yeah. Imagine what I could do when I haven't got a cold. Yeah. This is what I'm making That's with a cold. Literally like... Is, is Rob the guy to go to over Ryan? I think so, just because of his love of yeah. Philadelphia Eagles and there's, there's a story to be made there. Ryan's pissing about Deadpool and that, isn't he? Pissing about making well, a multi-million got, pound film. He's yeah, spinning no, other right. plates, isn't he? Yeah. Rob, what's he doing? What, what, has always Sunny finished? Probably acting and other things as well. Fair enough. <laughs> Neve, who's your hero? My mum. Nice answer. Yeah. Nice answer. And then finally... This is exciting. It's been a long time coming. I'll explain it, Stevie, because a lot of people online have been asking, so explain why we haven't been able to do this, please. You may notice behind Jack and I here... Yeah. we That's in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. Behind us here, the ball machine is back. And you can see it's filled with plenty of balls. You've been asking for it. In your fat, in your hunt, in your tet, two people asked for it, <laughs> um, but it is back. When we first came to the studio, we had this idea for a ball machine where we could ask the guest at a random point a random question. Yeah. We tried it a couple of times with our own questions. Wasn't very good. Yeah. Then the ball machine. I think we asked Rob from Metrangenhaven to <laughs> tell us about his first kiss, and he went, <laughs> really So we thought to take away the question being shit from us we can make it a previous guest's fault. Yeah. So this is currently filled with questions from every guest we've had in this new studio. This is a thing to the wow. listeners as well. None of you will know this. 
off camera to every single guest that we had in Series 8. So that started at Ramesh, didn't it? Yep. It's gone all the way through to Michael Van Gogh and has submitted a question to this ball machine, of which Stevie and I don't know. And now for Series 9, starting with Neve, we're going to press the button at the end of the Get to Knows and a previous guest is going to ask current guest a question. So, okay. Neve, could you please press the button, which matches your jumper? Let's hope it works. I'm getting flashbacks of being on Britain's Got Talent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you were a judge. As well, I'd do anything. Oh, oh, oh. Right, back one. Going back. Right, this could be super embarrassing. I'm really nervous. Okay, how so, that? My worry about that. Okay, so something else we should say. We've been asking all the guests to leave a question. You'll leave a question at the end as well for for a future guest. Mm-hmm. We haven't looked at the questions. Jack and I don't know any of the questions other than one, which I won't say now, but we're dreading that coming up. Yeah. <laughs> so when it does in a future episode, hopefully it's not this. Yeah, please don't be that. Okay, we've ask, got good odds. We've got good odds, Stevie. We've, ha- we've asked the guests to put their name down as well. So if you just tell us who, who asked you this question. Imagine if I just walk out. <laughs> this is your opportunity to be Graham Norton, look. You're asking a question. Imagine if Graham Norton's asked the question. Oh, I can see the name. Okay. Who is it? Max Fosh. Oh, oh okay. 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 I'm not answering this. <laughs> I'm not answering it. <laughs> what was your first email address? <laughs> oh, that's a good question from Fosh. No, to be fair, we'll answer that. Um... Oh, oh, I'm not a fan360 at gmail.com. I'm not a fan. Yeah, because that was my phrase as a child. Oh, uh, not a fan. Yeah, it's just not a fan. And then 360 because I used to play Xbox 360. Oh, I thought it meant you're not a fan of spinning. <laughs> yeah. I'm not a fan of 360. <laughs> no, mine was um, number one man you fan. Nice. But it was like N O one man hyphen U fan. Every single one of our emails had the word fan in it. How w- weird is that? What was yours? West Ham fan Jack. We're all fans. Well, not you. You're yeah. not a fan. Yeah, <laughs> no, and, and I had Jack Wu 12. Yeah, I had Giggly Gigs for a while. And I had number one Chav. Yeah. It's embarrassing, isn't it? Yeah. Any more? To be honest with you, I just keep... My current email, neathpeg at gmail.com, it's just been my email. Everyone's now just going to email you. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe with some brand deals or something. No one's listening to this and offering brand deals out, are they? <laughs> there we go. So that, that ball machine is back in business. Now, Neve, let's get into you and your life rather than silly ball machine questions. You grew up in Rochdale and you told me last night yeah. that it's con- it's consistently kind of like voted one of the worst places to live. Yeah. Yeah, it was consistently in the top three for years. But then recently, it's like not even in the top 15. I just don't understand. Oh. Has it got better? Well, no. Maybe other places have got worse. <laughs> yeah. There seems to be a lot of attacks on Luton at the moment, I think. Right. I think I feel like that's the victim. Attacks in Luton or people are hating the, Luton? Yeah, or just both in general? I feel like Luton's getting a lot more kind of press because the team going up to the Prem and the stadium being what it is. So I think people are now really noticing. And then Max Fosh did Welcome to Luton Airport thing, didn't he? Yeah, isn't Andrew Tate from Luton? It's Luton or Bradford. I think he'd go walking around Luton. Yeah. Yeah, you're not going to Luton unless you're from there, are you? What makes Rochi so bad then? Do people say Rochi? Rochi? Yeah, no no, no one's ever said Rochi. No. Dale. 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 But that that could be other Dales. Is Is that where Emmerdale is? No, no. That's in Yorkshire. Oh, okay. And Which Rock- isn't too far, actually, West Yorkshire from, okay. from us. What makes it so bad? I mean, I don't personally think it's that bad. I like, I've like i liked growing up there. I would say my least <laughs> favourite thing about it 
is that people have a desire to collect things that don't belong to them. <laughs> AKA just stealing. Right. Yeah. Just right. everything. And like growing up, everything I owned that was nice just seemed to get stolen. I remember in the early days, I got my first mobile phone. It was a Nokia. Nice. And I was at the park. And this, I was 11 at the time. And I think he was about eight or nine, this lad. And he just came and he pinched it when it was just sat on the grass. Well, the phone wasn't sat on the grass, but it was the phone was on the grass. He pinched it. And back in, in those times, you get everywhere on a bicycle. It was mm. just a thing. So we both got on our bicycles and I was chasing him. This episode is brought to you by Visit Myrtle Beach. You know what's better than getting away to a beach? Getting together at the beach. Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. They've got over 2,000 restaurants, live music playing all day and night, and endless attractions. This place was made for playing hard and beaching easy. Welcome to 60 Miles Where You Belong. The Beach, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Plan your trip at visitmyrtlebeach.com for about 30 minutes and I was silent the whole time because it was quite exhilarating. I felt like I was in a film. Like the Italian job. <laughs> you imagine you're in other things a lot, don't you? <laughs> and I didn't say anything, but every so often he'd like turn around and go, piss off, just leave me alone. And I'm like, you've got my mobile phone. And you get still back? wouldn't say anything, just head down. Yeah, just head down. <laughs> did you, did no helmet. No helmet. You, you remind me of like Gromit from Wallace and Gromit. Like, Chase and not saying anything. It is more Al Pacino. Oh. <laughs> I did get it back because what he Could did I... is he gave up because I was just that annoying to him that I just wouldn't stop that he just threw it and kept going. Oh, you got it back? Yeah, I got it back. Our, our co-host, Alfie, um, last week had his phone stolen from him. He in, literally got mugged outside there. Outside the studio. Yeah. So good luck oh. when you leave. Yeah. <laughs> but um, he chased them. They were on bikes. He wasn't. He chased after them for 30 seconds and gave up. So you are braver than Alfie. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. he was a nine-year-old boy, so. Right. They were 14, apparently, he guessed. Mm. Really? Yeah, that's what he said. And he's like 26. <laughs> what else have you had stolen? I mean, I've had five bikes stolen. Yeah. Uh, Five's a lot. But like, then the bike that I did did want stolen wasn't stolen. What do you mean you want, why did you want a bike stolen? <laughs> I decided to get... A, it was after five bikes. If When five bikes have been stolen, Stevie, you have to get a cheap bike now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. fair enough. So I got a cheap second-hand bike and did my own repairs on it as a teenager. Obviously, I can't repair bikes. I realised that when it just didn't work. Yeah, and so I put it... I thought, do you know what? I'll just put it in the ginnel. Ginnel? Yeah, the ginnel. What's a ginnel? So, like, the alleyway. Oh, okay, yeah. sure. Oh, is that what you call it? Ginnel. Yeah, yeah. We in call it an oven bottom, where we're from. <laughs> <laughs> well, she just left the bike in an alleyway. I thought if I put it there, someone will pinch it. I didn't want it anymore, so I thought someone will pinch it, they'll feel good about themselves. Was that a working bike? Pretty much, but wasn't very good at going up hills. Right. I went the next day to see if it had been kind of stolen. No. So I left it out there for one more day. It was a summer, so it wasn't going to rain. Again, Nobody, nobody took it, so I just had to go and take it to the scrap because nobody wanted it. <laughs> did it look? Thanks. Did it look ugly? It was just, it was purple. It was probably not the most preferable colour. Bike, I want it to get stolen. <laughs> What's the best thing about living in Rochdale? So, for me personally, my mum is a teacher. Okay. So you've kind of got a bit of a. I mean, I've sort of suggested otherwise, but you've kind of got a bit of immunity from people when you're with her because people respect the teachers they like. So I remember once we were going to the tram stop 
and this lad was throwing crab apples at everyone. And is this, sorry, this is like you're in a Roald Dahl book. <laughs> What's happening? Do you know apples? Yeah. Well, yeah, he was throwing apples crab at Crab apples, though. Well, I think they were crab apples when I had a look at them. <laughs> if, if I was the... Because you've got your Granny Smiths, you've got your right. pink ladies. We don't even have trams in the room. <laughs> no, we don't. Right. Well, so, basically, they were throwing these apples. We go walking through... Everyone's victim to these apples. We weren't victim to these apples. Nobody threw You're apple not throwing at them at a teacher, are you? And it was because I was with my mum. I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's a reflection on Rochdale, is it? Because if you had that mum anywhere, yeah. you're apple-proof. No, I don't think so, because she knew him. So he looked at it. It's a bit like, you know, if you're in prison and you've got your people that you get on with, haven't you? You've got your people you leave alone. <laughs> he obviously looked at it and thought, right, no. Mark, lay off her. That kind of <laughs> Did you study at the school that your mum taught at? I did, yeah. Yeah. Oh. So I feel like that in Norwich, that feels like the kind of thing you'd get bullied for. Yeah. Rather people, than. You'd get crab apples at the face. Depends on the teacher, isn't it, though? My teacher. My teacher. <laughs> teacher first, mum second. <laughs> but my mum, she was like known as like Miss Lovely. She was like really. Miss Lovely? Yeah, was really That's kind. quite nice. Oh, that is yeah. cute. We, we often ask our sort of follow up question about school is what's the naughtiest thing you ever did at school? Because I think that really yeah. shows a lot of your character. But if your mum's there. I mean, that was primary though. <laughs> oh, okay. When I went to secondary, obviously she wasn't there anymore. Right. The um, rules are the rules yeah. are off. I was, I was never a particularly naughty. Um, pupil but I was very much like I thought I was like 20 when I was 12 like I felt like I could do what I want to do like if I need to send a text to somebody in school I'll send a text unless there's a nine-year-old about and he's off (laughs) (laughs) you know I would if I if if there was a lesson coming up that I just really didn't fancy I would just go home and what what did Miss Lovely have to say about that well to be honest with you my mum is a bit of a boss I mean she obviously she's not like oh yeah Truancy is amazing. <laughs> but at the same time, she did assess the situation. As long as I was doing well at school, I feel like she wasn't a very strict mum. So, so going back to the texting, when you say you would te- you just text in class, get your phone out, bang. You've got the inside pockets and blazers, haven't you? You put your hand in and just do it as your teacher's there. You're doing that. I can text without looking at my phone. That's impressive. Yeah. So is the naughtiest thing you ever did texting in class? Well, I'd say skiving's worse, isn't nah. it? Nah. There was in primary, though, and this was when I was in year six, so it wasn't with my mum's teacher, where basically we had a bit of a game where we'd crawl out of the classroom and go to the toilet and then come back again to see if the teacher would notice that we'd gone. What, you're all doing at the same time? No, we'd have to do it <laughs> Obviously not, no, Dad. I, I, she just The teacher turns and the class is empty, no, no, doesn't notice. No, 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 I mean, like, just neither our mates, like a couple of them, like a human centipede. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just one behind the other. Imagine that. Just, <laughs> just a, what are you lot doing? Doesn't even ask. I'm a snake. One by one, you get a rating out of ten for how well you executed it. Cool. What's oh. the best rating you got? I never got a good rating. I was really bad at this. I was just I got caught pretty much every time. But you had to crawl back, so you'd open the door, you'd be on your hands and knees, and the teacher would just be staring. Just look at up you. at the teacher. Yeah. You've had a very weird upbringing. Yeah. I thought mine was weird. Well, yours was weird. Yeah. Sorry. By the way, can I just... What's happening? My fingers stink of garlic. (laughs) We were in the car earlier and Jack just turned back, put his arm in front of my face and went, smell my fingers. Well, I'm trying to drink water, but I cooked, like, I made some garlic bread last night. I've got it on my fingers. And when I drink, 
it's like you know that air up. Yeah. It's like I've got like a permanent garlic, garlic one. Which is Have horrible. you not washed your hands since I've last night? So many times yeah. you can't get garlic off. Whatever. Ever. No. Neve, what was the dream as a kid? <laughs> From garlic fingers to dream jobs. Um, first thing I wanted to do was be a pilot. Oh. Then I realised I was afraid of going on airplanes. But you're an expert at the airport. <laughs> yeah, it's, I'm a complex individual. So, yeah, that's what it was. So I, so I know that couldn't be, a, that wasn't viable. Are you, are you all right flying now, though? Not really. I hate it. I have a notes page. And it has to be a fresh notes page because at the top of a notes page, it t- says, doesn't it, when you did it. Yeah. So it has to be fresh each time so it makes sense it was on that flight that reads, love you, mum. I'm, I'm okay. I'm happy that, uh, that I died. Just in case the plane goes down. Wow. So that she's, does, she's got peace of mind that like those last moments weren't horrendous. Wow. Because I'm you, convinced if, that one day I'll be on a plane and it will. But if you uh, write that before the plane leaves... And, and then it's two hours keep, later. I keep updating it. What else have you got what, to do with the flight? flight? I keep backspacing it and adding so that it's. You're not great time. with flights. Jack likes to tweet just before a flight takes off. Yeah, I'm going to. I have this thing. I do it. It's a bit similar to that, actually. I do it every time. Um, I wonder if I can find it now. <laughs> I like that you search your name in flight, but because of darts. Well, yeah, I can't, I, can't, I can't find it. But what I tend to do, well, I do it every time, don't I? Just before the flight takes off, I tweet something weird. Yeah. Maybe write fly instead. Just because, just because, um, if the plane crashes yeah. and I die, this could be a bit arrogant of me, but I think I might be name checked on the news. Yeah. And I want them to say this is his last tweet, and nice. it to be something yeah, nuts. Yeah. Basically, um, off to Zagreb. This is on September the fifteenth. If anything happens to the plane and they use this last tweet on the news as a way to remember me, please know I once pissed in a water bottle. <laughs> pissed in a water bottle at Glastonbury and used it, used it as a hand warmer through the night. That I'd have so many replies to it if that plane went down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my God. So back to London. If anything happens to the plane and they use this last tweet on the news as a way to remember me, please know I once threw up in my bin after a night out. The next morning when I woke, I stood in it and I was so annoyed I just went back to sleep with sick foot. <laughs> I'm on a plane about to fly if anything bad happens and I don't make it. This, my potential last tweet, might make the news. So for that reason, do not trust ducks. I'll leave that with you. <laughs> Take it from me. So we're similar in that way. Yeah. Do you think your thing's a bit OCD or is it or is it just... I, I just... I've, I've always been that way with most things. Like if you're driving on the motorway and a lorry is like in front of you, there's one on the right side of you, there's one, like one behind you, and you're in those situations, my instincts are, uh-oh, like this could be the end. Could yeah. you put a note yeah. for your mum? That's a, that's a, that is a, this is a thing though, isn't it? It's a morbid thing. Like, you know, when you're on, on the underground and you think I could throw myself in front of that train? Yeah, it's really weird. <laughs> my throat's gone on <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it sounded different to you or if it was just in my head. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like the demon coming out. Push him. Push him. So did you have any jobs um, before doing what you do now? So I mostly worked alongside, I say alongside, for my dad. Okay. So my dad delivers, or used to deliver seminars to people. He uh, works in neuro-linguistic programming, so it's all about uh, the brain. And so I used to go along and well, I wasn't doing anything amazing. I was just making tea and coffee and then just sit and watch him. 
That's pretty fucking interesting. Yeah. So what what about the brain does he teach people about? So it's all about... Because he used to work in football, my dad. That's where I've got a big love of football. And he would go to clubs and he would... to Not to reduce what he would do, but he would basically be trying to unlock people's potential through their minds, sort of getting to the bottom of what's holding them back, <clears throat> what their end goals are, that kind of thing. And... Sometimes that is all you need. You just need someone to get it out of you. And yeah. How come he didn't unlock your potential? He just went, do the taste. Yeah, yeah, do the taste. Well, I mean, I was like 14. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, I thought you were being really harsh. I go, so how come you're, you're still just that? <laughs> I thought you were doing that. I don't know if it was like a joke that I needed to go along with. No, I think it's Jack's just taking a dig. Yeah, I am. How, how did you go from following your dad to these seminars to creating YouTube? Videos, should say, not creating YouTube. <laughs> you definitely unlocked your potential when you made YouTube. Yeah, uh, I think YouTube was more just that I was a very shy, introverted character as a child, and YouTube just gave me the freedom to be creative and be be me. Were you doing anything? Because like I'm trying, I don't know what the question is here, but like you know how you like pretend you're on Graham Norton, yeah, and you said. You've done that for years. Yeah. <laughs> Just still baffling. Is that, does that tie itself in with YouTube then? Because you, you're like yeah. performing and then instead of just doing it to no one. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. You are technically still making YouTube videos for no one when you do it. Like you, it's just you and a camera, isn't it? It's actually not any different from Graham Norton. But then like. <laughs> totally normal. But then you'll have to talk to the camera and there's people watching you do it. Like no one's watching you in your living room. There's the potential that people are going to watch, isn't there? People have seen me being Graham Norton, by the way, because <laughs> I grew up, our house is on a main road. Oh, so they're like, just watching through the window. Yeah, that, that's their TV walk. screen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, imagine. No, but I'm saying like when you're out in public and you're like at a game or something, yeah. talking to the camera, people yeah. are watching you quite literally then. So is that yeah, not I don't weird really take any, any notice of what's... I mean, I make sure I'm not in people's way, but I don't take any notice of what's around me. Are, are you... Well, you don't find it awkward. I find it awkward vlogging in public. I don't. I can't even do Instagram stories in public. Can I really, not? I really struggle. Yeah. Have you? Are you? Are you quite a shy person? Would you say, or you, you're not in general? Depends on if it's depends on like the context of the situation, how comfortable I am. Like if I, I could talk, I could chew anyone's ear off about football or music, or serial killers. Um, <laughs> but if you start say, but basic normal conversation, small talk, I sometimes do struggle with that. Right, it's like not not knowing what to say. It takes me a little while to process what somebody said. So what? So what was your first YouTube video? Uh, it was Euro two thousand and sixteen in France. Yeah, it was Italy versus Republic of Ireland. But I then didn't make videos for for like two years after that. You just did that one and went, "That'll do." Yeah, it was it was rubbish. A vlog at the game. <laughs> yeah. So, so what made you wanna? What made you wanna do that? What was your inspirations behind starting? Casey Neistat. I was watching him. I wanted to be him. I even bought some cheap glasses online. Got some spray paint. No, you didn't. I did, did my own, yeah. <laughs> but I never actually wore them because when I put them on and then looked at myself, I thought, oh, <laughs> don't, don't do that. <laughs> That's okay. There's no, no, no. Thank you, need. So uh, you probably. I did used to really like Syndicate as well, and he started doing his vlogs. Right. Um, and I just wanted, I just loved that, like, they just got to chat to the camera. That's just what they got to do. Mm. Like, how cool is that? Just getting to chat to a camera. 
what what was the what was your intention for for starting? Did you want people to see you? Did you want a career as a YouTuber? Like why? That's something that always fascinates me about YouTube because, and I know it's a hard question to answer because I don't know how I would answer it myself. Yeah. yeah. So I know it sounds this sounds a little bit arrogant, but I think even before I did YouTube. I sort of just like knew I was going to end up working either in YouTube or in media. I just sort of knew. I, I, I can't explain it. I, and even in the early days when my videos were really not that good, I knew that at some point it would pick up. Mm. That that will end up being what I do. Do you think that's just a mentality that you had? Maybe your dad helped with that if he's all over that. Like, yeah. what, like surely, like I think a lot of people want to do something, but it's so hard to actually know it's going to happen. Yeah. So for you to just go, no, it will. I know what you mean, though. Yeah. Like, I know what you mean. And it's not arrogant, but it's like... Did you know when you were doing what yeah. did you do with a banana? Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I've seen that video. There's no way you knew. No, I, no, I tell you. <laughs> and, and you can laugh at this all you like, right? But You, you were know, counting like jelly beans, weren't you? Uh, wine gums. Mate. Wine gums. Sorry. Oh, man. Fucking hell. That's content. Yeah. yeah um, well, that's what Charlie McDonald was doing. Oh, in that case, yeah. <laughs> so I And she was super successful, so I was like, I'll just do that. But Habbo Hotel, you remember that? Yeah. Had everyone Habbo? You're young. How old are you? 23. Fucking see. What's the point? I'm 30. <laughs> but Habbo Hotel... <laughs> people are young, aren't they? But Habbo Hotel was like... Um, do you Club Penguin? Yeah, it was Club a, Penguin. Bit like, <laughs> a bit like that, but you had rooms within a hotel and you could buy oh, furniture. Yeah. It's more The Sims, actually. This anything. is the first time you've mentioned this on the pod for a while. Yeah, right. Um, I... This was like pre-YouTube. And people kind of like you had your, you know how like YouTube has this hierarchy of like people with a lot of subscribers and then your lesser creators and yeah. stuff and people treat those people differently. Yeah. I was like a big Don on Habbo. I owned a Ooh. casino and I had dealers that I employed. I was a scammer basically yeah. as a kid, which is not good, but I scammed people and was mega rich on there. And I knew I was going to, like, I just knew I have to be popular on here. I have to be... Is that because you weren't popular in real life? Possibly. So this makes me feel... Possibly, wanted. yeah. But that's... Yeah. And then when I started the YouTube channel, I was like, I need to be... I need to make this something. I know I'm not popular, but I need to make it. <laughs> you went the opposite on YouTube. You went, I want to be the anti-YouTuber. Yeah. Well, I pretty much was that on Habbo as well, though, weren't I? Pretending to be everyone's friends. Stealing their money, yeah. Yeah. You're a well, bad person. I'd steal, I'd steal things out of people's chests on um, Minecraft. What, in like servers? Like if we were building things, yeah, on servers, I'd be the one that when I'd log in when nobody else was on, and I'd go in, and but I but I wouldn't steal their like diamonds, but I would steal like simple things like beef instead of killing a cow. What? <laughs> we don't know Minecraft very we well. Not. No, we're thirty. We, we have, well, Tommy in it tried to explain it to us, didn't he? And Dan TDM. Yeah. We've spoken to people who play it, but yeah. we don't. I don't know why. What? You'd steal beef instead of killing the cow. Yeah, because it's because if you if you want to eat, because you have to eat in Minecraft, or your hearts will go down. So instead of going out having to kill a cow, then go and cook it. So you've got to build a furnace to do that. If someone else has got some beef in their chest, I'll just go and pinch it. <laughs> you are so Rochdale. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So how would you? How long have you been doing YouTube for? Five five years, six years? Yeah, consistently though, I'd say about three. Okay, and how would you? This is a broad question, but how would you? Ex, how how do you feel about your YouTube journey so far? 
I think right now I'm in the absolute best place, but I've spent the last two years just full of regret because there's been so many times where I've stopped just because of what's been going on in my life has got in the way. And I just, when, when you're not posting on YouTube and you're not active, it, I, I can't even go on YouTube because it just does my head in. I can't see other, and it's not even through envy. I can't see other people doing well, knowing that's literally what I could be doing. I know exactly what you're talking yeah. about. Exactly what you're talking about. And it's not jealousy, is it? It's no. just making yourself feel bad. Yeah. Like, we've just had a two, three week break. Like, I would not look at the Spotify charts. No, I didn't. It's mm-hmm. like, well, I'm not going to be on there, so I don't want to see it. Like, I don't care who's on there. Yeah. I hope it's like Ben Foster and those lads, but it, it, it just makes you feel yeah. guilty. So what, what, made, what has made you take these breaks during it? So the first real big break, it came when I was like really thriving. I was doing Premier League content a lot of the time. I did my first feature on Sky Sports. Uh, it was the start of lockdown, uh, so it was on Zoom. And but lockdown just really hit me. Like it was a really tough time. It brought back a lot of things that weren't so great in my childhood uh, that made me struggle. And it got to a point where I had to ring up the GP and I did get a diagnosis of anxiety and depression. And it had got really bad. And I just needed to focus on myself. And the problem with YouTube is that all the things you can do to prepare for a video, like writing the video, stuff like that. Yeah, you can do that. But ultimately, you also will need to record something at some point. Mm-hmm. And if you just feel like crap, mm. the last thing you want to do is is get yourself ready to start recording. And you're almost like a mini presenter for half an hour on a video. And I just, I didn't want to do that. And, but, you know, the weeks turned into months without an upload. And before I knew it, it was like 10 months I'd not posted. And at that point, I was like, there's no point. There's literally no point coming back. And I was this close to deleting my channel um, in, it was around 2021. I was just so, so close. And, but I think it was just like, I just looked at myself and thought, what else would you be doing though? You're going to, you're going to have to go and do something else if you do it. And it was that that just made me think, I'm just going to give it one more go. You, you speak quite openly about that, which is something I've always sort of admired from afar. When, because people obviously get down and, and stress about a whole array of things. When mm-hmm. did you realise you needed to call someone? Because that's quite a big yeah. step. That is a big step. Yeah, I, to be honest with you, I've known that I've needed to call someone for years. I'd, I'd known at this point it was just actually doing it. Mm-hmm. And it it with you could ring during lockdown instead of having to go. And it was actually that that played into my favour because you could just put your phone, put it on loudspeaker... If they say something that you might not know the answer to straight away or you might not know what to say because they're not there in the room with you, there's not as much pressure. So mm. I thought if, if there's ever a time, this has to be a time. But then it, it also got to like the absolute like worst that it got mm. in my mind. So I thought, no, like, Neve, you need to just do this for yourself. And then what did they do? Did they Did they just give you some techniques on how to combat how you were feeling or...? Yeah, so I was um, given antidepressants, mm. um, which I went on for a while, uh, but I've since come off those because like the side effects just weren't great. Mm-hmm. But it it wasn't necessarily the actual antidepressants, but it was that feeling of that valid feeling that the way I was feeling. It's not that it's it's not normal because it's it's normal to feel that way, but there was a reason behind it. Like it wasn't my fault that I was feeling rubbish. Like there was a genuine reason and there's an actual doctor that's saying that that there is something that you need to fix sort of Mm -hmm. in the same way that if you like break a leg kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So it it was that that 
got me back on the right road. Is that like that feeling of validation? Like yeah. there is something that's causing this yeah, and now I know being, I can... I'm not just being sad. I'm not just yeah. being gloomy. I'm not, you know, I'm not just a miserable person. Mm. There's something genuinely that needs fixing. How does YouTube... Would, how, how would you say YouTube affects your mental health now, either negatively or positively? Um, I think... <coughs> It doesn't do. It doesn't affect me as much now because I try and stay clear of it. But I must admit, because it's such a results-driven business, the numbers they do come as the most important thing. You do find yourself fixated on how a video is doing, mm. and you're just like looking at it. And if it's not done as well, it just gets right into your head. And I also can't. Still to this day, I don't think I ever will be able to switch off. Like it'll be two in the morning, and my mind is just thinking of the next game ideas stories i can't help myself but go back on my laptop and start researching things because mm. i know that how well i do on youtube is completely in my control and it's kind of a bad thing in a way mm. do, stevie do you ever stress about stuff like that because everything neve's saying is obviously i relate to it 100 i'm sure a lot of other content creators out there do as well um and i kind of i i love actually being on Spotify. Yeah. Because we don't actually get to see the metrics and the numbers and stuff. It's almost nice other people not seeing it as well, isn't it? Yeah. Because mm. like, even if we are doing well, like we've we've just come back after a break and our first episode back was top five most listened to in the UK, which is great. Yeah. Straight back into it. Yeah. And But knowing people can see that on the charts and stuff is good. Yeah. But then at the same time, when people can't see the exact numbers, like if we upload a YouTube video from this and it flops, my first thought isn't, oh, that video didn't do very well. I'm instantly thinking... Oh, other people are going to look and go. They're not doing very well at the moment. Yeah, and I hate this. I hate this. You fell off type. Thing. Yeah, it's like we can record one of the like what we consider to be the best episodes ever. Put a clip out. It doesn't do well for whatever reason. And then I start to think, oh, was that not a good podcast then? But it shouldn't be reflected in in the numbers, should it? But no, yeah, it's a strange one. I think my my main obsession used to be with comments. I just couldn't get over because I'd never really been in the world that much. And then when we first came into doing the podcast, it was mm -hmm. all video. Then obviously going on Spotify, but clips, I'd just check every single comment. You and they, used to read every oh, yeah, single I'd see one. absolutely everything on Instagram, Twitter. I'd read through everything. And then it was only over the last like year or so, I just went, that's fucking me up. I need yeah. to stop mm. looking at this yeah. stuff. So I don't check our Reddit anymore because I, I, I see lovely comments, which is class. Mm. But then when you see comments that are just like, I like people go, Stevie's laugh is annoying. And I go, that's going to stop me from wanting to laugh. So, Or the way um, you pronounce this <clears> word. <throat> yeah. So I just thought I'm now at a point where I just go, if I don't look at it, I'll just be me. Mm. And if it pisses off a couple of people, because there's only one negative comment and annoyingly it gets, gets yeah. you more than mm. 10 lovely ones, mm. which is shit for the people who are putting the lovely ones and we appreciate them. But yeah. it's just someone knows how to put a little dagger in. Mm. So I just find not looking. That's just how people, that's just a way of life. And they say like, what's the best way to feel powerful is to put a gun to somebody's head because they're they're begging for their life and all mm. of a sudden you're in complete control. Yeah. And the next best thing to physical violence is verbal. If you make someone else small, then you feel big. But it's such an unhealthy way of feeling big. Yeah. But that's just how I try and look at it. I just mm. think that is a reflection of could it be what's going on in their life, their self esteem, mm -hmm. that 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 they've got this desire to mm. and they're they want their legacy because social media is here forever and when you're gone you want your legacy when people find your twitter page and it's just you like having a go at stevie's laugh <laughs> <laughs> well that's that i think that's why i started i kind of found that power in doing it to myself 
Because I always just thought, if I take the piss out of myself and then someone does it after me, I'll just go, yeah, I've said that, mate. Mm. I've done that joke. You can't just copy what I've said. Mm. So I, I don't mind. That's why self-deprecation is so good for me. The, the, well, that's that's all I've ever done as well. Like being a kid who's ginger at school. But, and, but, and putting the gun to my head. You quite like doing that. I like doing that. Yeah, <laughs> I like doing that. But um, yeah, no, no, yeah. Like being a kid, at, uh, a ginger kid at school, like, I, I used to like be really self-conscious about it. And then what, like, it was almost like overnight, I just decided to change like my sort of MO with it. And and I went, and went, if I take the piss out of that, then they can't. And mm-hmm. I remember I went in the next day and was like, oh, I'm a ginger bastard or whatever. Do you know what I mean? And then, yeah. and then you're kind of bulletproof and stuff. Yeah. But I'd still, I still let comments get to me all the time now online because it's not the, I can, I weirdly, I don't know if you're the same, but I can handle like if someone goes, Jack is a fucking cunt, whatever. I can handle that. I'm like, fine. But it's when they, it's when people comment on like a really niche thing and they're not even trying, like you're not trying to insult me. Like, Mm. has anyone noticed that Jack sounds really spitty when he says this word. And then I'm in my head going, oh my God, what the fuck? Have I got a list? You're playing it back going, yeah, oh, fuck, I am spitty. Yeah. Do, you, do you let the comments get to you? Mm, not really. I, I used to, but not really anymore. I must admit the ones that get to me are never insults about me necessarily, but it's when it like reduces. Let's say I've put so much time and effort into a video mm-hmm. and they'll reduce. The comment will be just be like, I wish you'd done this or like, why didn't you say this? And I'm like, oh, have you watched this full video? (laughs) And that was the conclusion that you came. That's what you're going to spend time commenting on. Mm -hmm. And also, I really don't like comments that I just think when they're just like wrong. When they just just say something wrong. But like, it could be like you didn't. I've, I've been told in videos, why didn't you mention something? And I did. Oh so really? Like, yeah, yeah. That, that I must admit that gets into my skin because it, you can simply just say. But I've stopped myself from even replying to them because I found myself replying to comments like that when I've got all these nice comments. Yeah, and that's unfair mm. on the people that are willing to give you that time of day and say nice things. Do does obviously you're a, you're a female content creator in a male dominated sort of space. Yeah. Are you finding that? You, you know, recently the whole Joey Barton bollocks that he's fucking spouting everywhere. Does that trickle down and actually like, does that, is that affecting your channel and stuff like that? Yeah, I mean, it's it, what I mean. I've got a really nice little community mm-hmm. on my channel. Uh, I must admit. And what I love about the people who follow my channel is they'll be the first to defend me if I go on like Sky Sports Mm -hmm. and they'll be like the comment section of people that don't know me. And if they say something that's not nice, I know that uh, my subscribers, if they see it, they'll have my back. They Mm -hmm. won't insult that person, but they'll say like, if they say, oh, what's this bird talking about? It might be a comment on a Sky Sports and they'll say, well, I think you'll find stunt pig is this, this and this. And Mm. just think that's so uh, nice Mm -hmm. that they feel that way. But there is definitely more than ever sort of, just it just feels so easy for people and so natural for people to just reduce women. It's kind of just a given, just saying these things like it's nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, and like him as a person, Joe Barton, it really bothered me because I just ignore him. But it's this toxic, and it, but it happens all the time. There's always somebody each year throughout the year. There'll be somebody who will say something, who will ignite this conversation. And it's just, it just starts so much toxicity mm-hmm. every single time. And it's just so tiring. I, I've said, I've genuinely said this for years, but I think there's, I can't imagine there's another football content creator in the space that knows more about football than you do. Mm-hmm. Like I remember when, 
um, you came to see our happy hour show in Manchester and we were sat in the hotel lobby after and you were just confusing the fuck out of me with some of the stuff like the whole Wrexham story you showed me how many pages and pages and pages of research you had um going back to um YouTube and and the sort of struggles that you can have on there have you found that being a woman in a space dominated by by men has that had challenges have you found perhaps you haven't been given opportunities that you felt perhaps you should have I actually think there's been there may well have been cases where I've not. Right. But I also do believe there's been cases where I have mm-hmm. from being a woman. Right. And it, that is a conversation that I think is really interesting about like positive discrimination and this idea that now, if you are a woman or if you tick boxes, you might get an opportunity uh, just based on that. And it's really hard for me when, when you reflect on that because we've had decade upon decade where to get in the rooms, and we're not just talking in front of the camera, we're talking behind, to get in those rooms, you know, being a white man has, has, has been beneficial. And we're seeing a sudden change to it really quickly. And brands, broadcasters might do it because they've got quotas or they might want to be the first to do it. So they're being very, you know, whether the motive's good or bad, mm-hmm. they're trying to really push it. So mm-hmm. all of a sudden we are now seeing a lot more diversity. It was always going to look like a lot more diversity because in the first place, it was just... There wasn't any. There, there was none. Mm. So, and the problem is as well, because these people are new to the game, these people haven't had those decades, those years that the people who were there before have had that experience. Not everyone is going to be to your taste. They might not even be that good at it. Mm -hmm. You know, at the end of the day, that just happens. But it's this focus that seems to be put on the fact that it's down to race, it's down to gender, instead of just taking people person by person. Mm. And it, that's the thing that I think upsets me the most. And yeah, I must admit, there probably has been incidents where I felt, I felt, yeah, I think they probably thought, yeah, we want a guy and we want a girl to do this. So for the girl, we'll go with, you know, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But all you can do, you can't just get caught up and feel guilty about that. I feel like all you can do is take that responsibility if you think you're getting further up the food chain, well, what names can you put in the hat of people who might still not get the opportunities that you're getting? You know, there's still uh, lots of different people that aren't represented on television. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of South Asian people, I think, needs to be more, more representation. Uh, and then on top of that, just go into it. Work your hardest. Be the best you can be so that if people can throw that at you and say, well, you're only here because you're a woman, that way you can sort of brush it off because you have still got there on merit and it's... You can't change this. So it's like, you know, it just, just take it as, it as it is. But then you've got where they're saying, we want a guy and a girl. They are also saying, we want a guy. And that yeah. guy's not going in going, I'm only here because I'm a guy. And th- yeah. But there's, there's definitely <clears throat> also been, I know it's obviously a lot harder for women and sort of like ethnic minorities and stuff. And I'm, I'm, I've am i lucked out being a straight white male. But I do feel that there's times when people have gone, oh, we'll get him because he's a West Ham fan. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And it's just yeah. like, and my knowledge is like, I don't know. 10% about football as a whole as, as you do but yeah but I don't really but it's right. okay for companies and stuff to want a certain type of person yeah, yeah. As, but I guess the argument there is as long as they're doing the job well which is absolutely fine mm. with Joey Barton he's I think over the last couple of days it's changed quite drastically from Has it? it seemed very aimed at women right. for a while oh, it was it was what it was <clears throat> So I'll be honest, I haven't been completely across it, so I need to be told, but it, it wasn't he just going for any Aluko? 
well, all women, but he, he did a lot targeted at her specifically. Right, okay. But then over the last couple of days, he's he did a tweet which was essentially along the lines of, they're just ticking boxes now, as long as you're... Yeah, he listed the thing. Yeah, he just went, as long as you're a woman, a person of colour, or okay. a gay. <laughs> just a gay. Yeah, uh, okay. And just like, loads of people like, reply yeah. and go, and he hates Alex Scott. And like, we're just cracking, like, people just... It just seems... So he did that, and then... Um, um, he replied or he quoted a tweet about Blackburn, I think. And I think it was Blackburn. And Blackburn's official football um, uh, Twitter X <laughs> replied saying, don't talk about our club. And then he quoted that with, um, I think, Muslims praying in the stadium at Eid going, oh, you would say this. So now he's gone down the race route as well. So he seems to be very it's really much... not nice that he's turned what was a really gorgeous moment. I remember when that happened. Because Blackburn's a very diverse community. And that was a real nice, you know, a sign of people coming together. And he's just... But it's also one one day, two days of the year. Like it's, I know. it's it's not like it's every weekend they're changing the stadium, like trying to make it a mosque or something. He said like he was he, honestly like he's gone down the route of yeah. At first it felt purely at women, and now it's just going oh he's just an absolute nutbag. But he, he was known for his <laughs> career. Bag. I love the word nutbag. <laughs> I was trying to think of a word that yeah. was nice, but like he was nutbag. known throughout his career that he's a wanker. Yeah, he's always been a wanker. Yeah, like as a footballer he was a wanker, <laughs> and as a person he's a wanker. Yeah, like that's all it is. Yeah, uh, but the issue is is that there are people that are seeing these tweets and going he's got a point mm. but I'm hoping now that he's taken it from going one like aiming him at um, Enia Luko and like aiming that specifically and now that he's made it broader I'm hoping people are starting to go oh no he, he's just a wanker yeah I hope as well people look at it and think at the end of the day the sad thing is you've got to remember is the people with extreme views are the people that will interact with these posts. Yeah. So there are for for there might be a few thousand likes, and therefore it looks like lots of people agree yeah. with him. Mm-hmm. I've never interacted with one of his posts, and lots of people like me who will just scroll past and think, "Oh, what a load of yeah." Waffle. I've never interacted. Will not with interact one. with it, and you'll mm. never see that. And that the silent majority, I think, disagree with him. Yeah, I, I've I've literally just blocked him on there. <laughs> really? Yeah, I've just blocked him because I just cannot be asked. To. That's why I'm not super educated on it because i haven't seen it i know it i know it's shit and i know he's an absolute fucking mug but well the reason i haven't blocked it is a bit like how you like serial killers every time i see it i'm just i feel like i'm watching someone lose the plot yeah and i'm interested in that going oh he's 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 completely lost Mm. it now it is like that sort of he's like he's he's a public clown isn't he you want to see what he does it was all to promote his podcast anyway common common sense podcast is you, that can, you couldn't go on it, could Is that what he's called? I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Yeah, some, it some shit like that. Have you experienced much sexism on YouTube? In the early days, 100%. I think the most recent content and the way I've taken it, the direction, because I've very much put... I've always wanted to do this anyway. I've put where I'm going and the story I'm telling at the forefront of the video. It's not You don't really get my opinion as such. I'm sort of just telling a factual mm-hmm. story. It's almost like nothing that can be said negative to that at the end of the day. Uh, but maybe when I was a bit more opinionated on on football, like the Premier League, for example, and still now, like when I went on Saturday Social, you have to give your opinions on stuff. And I think, I do think I put enough effort and work in to avoid it a lot mm-hmm. uh, because people, if they disagree, can at least see through it mm-hmm. that she's she's been watching. She's not, you know, she's not just said this. Uh, and trying not to give people ammunition, but it still doesn't make you know mean it doesn't happen, mm-hmm. and it, it does. And like I say, it is more just the fact that it's a constant reduction 
to the fact that you're a woman you're a woman that you've got something wrong that's what frustrates me it's not it's like if it, it's it, if i say something silly and daft call me out on it that's absolutely fine but it's that just it, it has to be because it's just really strange yeah it is because i i went on um what is it soccer soccer sat mm. soccer social saturday social saturday social i went on see there we go like, i don't even know the name of it i've been on it but because you're a man yeah, <laughs> yeah i went on a couple of a couple of years ago i think it was in lockdown because it was on zoom and I know, outside of West Ham and probably 2008 to 2012 Premier League, I know I don't know that much yeah. about football, right? I love it, but I just don't, I'm not that educated. It's not what it I do. It takes a lot yeah. to be educated but in they, football. I, they were asking me questions, yeah, I, and I'll, I'll be honest now, it's probably going to put me out of them booking me again, right? <laughs> but they... they they booked me um, on the Friday night, so I thought someone's dropped out, right? And I was doing it Saturday morning, Um uh they were asking me, well, I think West Ham were playing Spurs and they were asking me stuff and I just didn't know what I was saying really. They were like, oh, how do you think um, Sun's going to do in this formation? I was just absolutely winging it. my way for it. So it's good to see creators who actually care about that and getting the opportunities mm. now. And that's why it's good to see you on shows like this because yeah. like I said, I don't think there's many football creators who have the knowledge that you do. And I would like to test that. Ooh. Oh gosh! Imagine <laughs> now if you just start testing me, and you just get everything. I'm just look awful. <laughs> um, we did this. We did um, a, man, a Man United quiz with Ginge, and it turns out he didn't actually know that much about Man United. <laughs> you did um, a lot of questions, but kind of about United before he was born. Yeah, but if you ask me what year West Ham were founded, he got that right, didn't he? Yeah, and I actually don't know. <laughs> See? Yeah, yeah, right. So I thought, well, because I watched a video of um, yours you did the other day. You were talking about the 92 teams in the four professional English leagues mm-hmm. and you were giving your opinion on each of them. And I just thought, how do you even know Newport? Do you know what I mean? Or Fleetwood? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> There's Premier League teams I've never heard of. So we've come up with a game called Stunt Pegs Big Brain of Pointless Football Facts. <laughs> Is that accurate? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and we are going to give you some teams randomly, and we would like you to give us a fact about that team. Okay. And so we have. going to score this, though, because we don't know if they're true or not. Maybe if they interest us. I'd yeah. be shocked yeah. <laughs> just as a fact. That's a lie. <laughs> and, it, and it comes across that we're going, yeah? Right. So I think it's going to be fairly obvious. Yeah. I'm going to make it slightly more difficult. Okay. So you, you pre warned me we were going to play this game, didn't you? Yeah. And can, can I just reiterate as well? This is because genuinely you know loads about football. I'm, I'm worried now that it's like, um, prove you know football, woman. Yeah. <laughs> Impress Name us. Name me the blood time <laughs> the referee in 1984. So, <laughs> I, I want to make it slightly harder because we had um, Emma Payton on uh, the pod just before Christmas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she was telling us that she worked behind the camera quite a lot. At be- Sky, yeah. At Sky before getting a chance to go on camera. And when she was wanting to go on to camera, um, Emma went to see the big boss mm. and basically said I want a chance and she wanted to, she wanted to um host like the live football scores wasn't yeah. it yeah so big boss man apparently said named a team yeah. and said where are they in the league where like, are they at like the moment wow. in the league so yeah. we've got a list of a few teams here yeah give us a fact and then I'm intrigued to know if you know roughly what league and position they're currently oh, sat in. Yeah, all right, okay. okay. <laughs> We've got 13, we're going to do 13. Um, we did We did these, uh, I did these in the car, I got three right. So that's the score to beat. 
So, yeah, well, we allowed within three places of their position, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, yeah. And you got three out of 13 right. Okay, so we want a fact and the actual league position <laughs> at the time of recording, which is the 24th of January, uh, Stevie team. Grimsby Town, give us a fact. Fact about Grimsby, their stadium, Blundell Park, is the lowest stadium above sea level in the country <laughs> at two feet. See, this is what I mean. Why do you know that? <laughs> the thing is, I'm more likely to know that than like the league position okay. because you just don't keep up to date with that all the time. Right. Well, what league are they in? Currently League Two. Yeah. Uh, they are, I would probably say 12. 19th. Ah, struggling a bit more the, than I thought. So one point for the fact. That was a fucking... I've got crack. the league right as well. Yeah, cracking fact. Okay, so shall we say there's three Three points. available for each. Yeah. Oh, no, we'll do... Okay, this is how we're going to do it, right? We oh. make stuff up on the spot. <laughs> so a point for the fact. Jack, I've just... Don't worry. I've deleted things. A point for the fact, right? You get a point for the league. Okay. And if you get the league position, which is the most difficult thing... Three points. Yeah. You get three points, right? Because you have got things like lots of games in hands in the in the lower league. Yeah. yeah. So you've got to factor these things in mind. Yeah. Okay. Next one, Jack. Notts County. Okay. Uh, so uh, I've got two facts. Oh, okay. I've got two points available. Yeah. <laughs> We're making up. <laughs> so uh, the first one is that infamous black and white stripe of Notts County is what inspired Juventus and their black and white stripes. And also, serial killer Harold Shipman, who killed 250 people, was a big Notts County fan. <laughs> I like that you've managed to get serial killers in there as well. And Italy. Yeah. You're smashing it. <laughs> that is great. Two, two points. Okay, Fee, you're going to do the scoring oh, that, for me. Yeah, what league are they in? Okay, so League Two as well. Yeah. Just promoted. And they're doing okay, but they've just dipped off fifth. Seven. So that's that within is, three. That's a, that's, that's a point. That's three points. Okay, on to Fulham. Okay, this is interesting. Did you know that Michael Jackson once went to Fulham and he said their fans were good and they, they were like, yeah, it's fine. Uh, they took it, you know, they said it. They didn't make a big de deal of it. All they did was build a Michael Jackson statue outside their stadium. I did know this one. Know? I think yeah. we've spoken about yeah. this on the yeah. pod. And wasn't this because um, Al Fayed or something? Who owned used to... Yeah, the owner at the time had, had invited. Yeah, and he was a big Michael Jackson fan. <laughs> but they have they pulled that down now? Yeah, it, it was originally <laughs> sent to the National Football Museum. And now, I don't know who owns it, so that's a bit mysterious. Someone's just got a random Michael Jackson yeah. statue. Is that nine-year-old kid on the bike again? Yeah. <laughs> What's this gone to Manchester? <laughs> Is anyone? You're just following him. <laughs> um, what position of Fulham? Fulham. Oh, doing, they were doing pretty well. League and position. Uh, well, Premier League. Yeah. Yeah. I've got her ask. I can't yeah. give it to you. We've got to ask, give her a point for league because she's a woman. <laughs> um, she knows her stuff, this bird, don't she? 12. Oh, yeah. yeah 13. 13. Uh, smashing it. Um, I'm going to pick one of the Bristols. Okay. Bristol Rovers. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I see too many people say Bristol when they mean one of them. Yeah. You know. Same with Sheffield. You can't do yeah, that. Yeah, Sheffield's another one. Uh, and Nottingham. Um, well, they've got a pirate on their crest. They do. Which is actually quite... Do you know the background of that? Do you know why? Blackbeard. Is it not because of Blackbeard? No. Is it not? Because he's from Bristol, isn't he? Is he? Yeah, I lived in Bristol for eight years. I thought that was a fiction. See, character. now... Blackbeard? Yeah. The pirate. Isn't that a cartoon character? No, he's like no. the OG pirate. Man. But he could be one of the pirates because it is like down to with obviously being the port town yeah. and then the the pirates used to go there. 
Bristol Rovers Blackbeard. What's behind the badge? It's quite seedy, though, I think. So what's your fact? Well, I was saying that the pirate is due to that, that the fact that during those times when they were in a, a port, that, that during like the slave trade, a lot of pirates would come over. That's their nickname, isn't it? The pirates. Yeah. They used to be called Rovers. the um, Black Arabs, I think. I, th- I don't, And then City, are City Gasheads? Is that what they call themselves, the fans? Yeah. Gasheads. <laughs> Just a little of the fans who are not. <laughs> See, I, I, thought they, I thought Bristol City's nickname was Robins. Uh, no, but, uh, uh, but they, the fans... Do they call themselves gasheads? It's either them or Rover. I swear people used to say that a lot in Bristol. Maybe I just hung out with some <laughs> yeah, weird people. Yeah, just call it the bottom <laughs> yeah, it's, so, it's like um, the Green Bay Packers in the NFL. Their, their fans are nicknamed the Cheeseheads. Yeah, see? Yeah. Similar. <laughs> where, where they're based, manufacturers so, of cheese. So, league and position of Bristol Rovers. Oh, this is a tough one. Ooh. Oh, do you know who used to manage Bristol Rovers? Joey Barton. <laughs> <laughs> Man, we all love... Hey. Position they're in at the moment. I, I can't. I don't know how well they're doing at the moment. Maybe what league? Like how much you're thinking about it? Yeah, mm. 16th. Yeah, we can give it. Can we give it? So currently 13th. Yeah. Are we? We're going three either side. Three 14, side. 15, 16. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're and what it. league? League one. There we go. Okay, this is one that I'm almost certain you'll have a good fact for because you've done videos on it. Wrexham. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I'm not sure if my fact was just owned by Roman. <laughs> In Wales. Yeah, let's move on. <laughs> a, well, their ground, the race course ground, is the oldest international stadium that's still used uh, for football, which it was actually built in 1804, but it was started, uh, it was used for football from 1864 onwards. So it's very old. In the in the world? Yeah, in the whole world. Yeah. Wow. That which is... I think was something that really impressed Ryan and Rob when they were looking at potential clubs, because they had like a short list of clubs. Who else was uh, on the short list? Well, it's a, there's a bit of speculation. I don't think that it's concrete, yeah. but I apparently Rochdale might have been. Really? Yeah, which is mad. They went there and her car got stolen. So yeah, they... imagine. imagine <laughs> went to Wrexham. Yeah. They come to Rochdale, Robert comes, I like your car, though. <laughs> <laughs> okay, where are Wrexham in the league? Ooh, second at the moment. Correct. On the dot. Yeah. On the money. Um, just go for my club, West Ham United. Well, I'll factor your club and my club into a fact. Okay. I want to take us back to 1923. Yeah? Yeah. I remember it well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the White Horse FA Cup final. Uh, this was between West Ham and Bolton Wanderers at Wembley. And it's considered the fixture where the most people have gone to, the highest attendance in English football, because it was estimated the crowd could have been up to 300,000. The official number was about 125, but it was estimated. And the reason it was called White Horse was because there's an iconic picture of a policeman, because they because fans were just on the pitch, because yeah. there was that many people. And there was a policeman on a horse uh, just pushing people back. And it's like a really iconic uh, game but they, they played the game 45 minutes it just took them as a delay to get the crowd sorted and then Bolton did go on to win oh, David, David Jack with the goals yeah with the goals phenomenal fact that that's my favourite fact so that's a mad fact and then three points for league position league and position yeah, yeah uh, so Premier League 7th uh, 8th 7th 6th another three you're smashing yeah. this and then we'll move over to Forest Green 
Troy Deeney's boys. Not anymore, not though. Anymore, he's got not that. anymore. Just yeah. got sacked. The vegans. Uh, yeah, Dale Vince is their chairman. And, well, yeah, Troy Deeney. And an interesting information about Troy Deeney, because he went over as a player first, didn't mm-hmm. he? He scored four goals and got y- seven yellow cards. More yellow cards than goals. Fuck it. How many games did he play, roughly? Uh, not too, I think about 11, maybe. Wow. A little bit He's more. He's a bit of a hothead, isn't he, Deeney? Yeah, I mean, I don't mind him, but I think maybe he's got mm. he's got a very good opinion of himself. I think. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. No, we 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 like him, but we have to say that he came on the show. When he came yeah, on he here, yeah. he, he didn't say anything. No, that, that you then saw going viral on these other podcasts, yeah. like comparing himself to Harry Kane and stuff. He didn't say any of that with no, us. Nice. Oh, I bet you were like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> um, so league and position of Forest Green. Did you give us a fact about Forest Green? Or just Troy Deeney. Well, yeah. That's, that counts. And then also at- vegan and eco-friendly. They switch their floodlights off if they don't need to use them. Uh, they use solar panels. I mean, it's quite much. That's, loads. that's fine. No, yeah, so league and position. Yeah, like that. Just, that's fine. That'll do. That's the Deeney, Deeney only played six games for him. Was it only six in the No, end? no, she's no fees writing no a lot. I was manager. He got six games as manager oh, before yeah, getting the yeah. sack. See, you have to ask me which way the players have scored, what goal they're scoring in. So let's not try and come to the <laughs> So league and position of Forest Green. Oh, they're struggling. Uh, league two, obviously. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they're struggling as 21. 24. Yeah. So right at the bottom. Right, we'll do three more. Three more. Um, let's go for Doncaster. Yeah, well, I can't disclose too much about this fact because I am going to be making a video about Doncaster Rovers and I don't want to give the whole game away. Mm-hmm. But all I'll say is that in the 90s, they had a chairman called Ken Richardson. Guess what he did? Well, I'll tell you what he did. What? <laughs> what, yeah. I, think, I think it's too. It's just too broad, you, Do you mean, do you mean in terms of job role or what did he do once? Well, he did something, yeah. I act. reckon Ken... Uh, Is this another serial killer fact? He wasn't a serial okay. killer. I reckon he once rode to the ground yeah. on a silverback gorilla. What? Yeah. He no, didn't. Yeah. He didn't. <laughs> he just didn't. Why have you got pen on your nose? Have I? <laughs> <laughs> your nose is just black. No, know. he's got rid of it. If I see someone with like pen on their nose, I just don't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It's gone. Yeah. It was just a line across your nose. Oh, that's weird. That was weird. Yeah. Uh, where were we? Doncaster, league and position. No, we won facts. Yeah, I need to say I thought he did Ken the fact. Oh, yeah, you... Oh, sorry. He didn't ride on a silverback gorilla, <laughs> did he? What do you think he's done? What's, how long ago was this? Is this recent? It's the 90s. Oh, a ninth. Oh. Moonwalk to the ground. Oh, he, what, see, now he knows it's the 90s. He wasn't going to say the gorilla. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gorillas In the so 90s. 1920s. And what was his job? He, he was, was the chairman. He was the chairman. I reckon he bought the rival club to make them lose to him. That's not a bad, like, not a bad guess mm. as an idea. Completely wrong, no, though. What he did is he was caught paying a former SAS member to commit arson on the stadium Bellevue at the time. For insurance? He wanted to move them to a new stadium. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. He, he must have gone to prison for that. But the former SAS member... Basically left his phone there, and they traced it, and so it didn't go to plan. You'd think a former SAS member. Yeah. Maybe that's why he's a former member. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, you're shy. Get out. Get out. Right, that's the point. And league and position. Uh, league one. 
and Leet Doncaster. Oh, League Two. Yeah. Sorry, relegated. I'd say ninth. Twenty first. Oh, they're 20. really. They're not having a good time. Okay, two more. Let's do Sunderland till I die. Yeah, Sunderland. I yes, yeah, that was a good series. Did you watch that? I series? loved it. Yeah. It was so good. It's one. Of, have you seen it? No, you just talk about it a lot. It's one of my favourite sports docs. That Sunderland upsets me because <laughs> no, I didn't start that the right way. I wanted to start that. I don't know why I said just that. Just as a place. So. No, it just upsets me because when I think about them, because they're obviously in the Stadium of Light, uh-huh. but they were previously at Roker Park um, until in the in the late nineties, and I just sad that I never got. So it's one of those stadiums, like you know, the stadiums from the last century. Mm-hmm. I just wish I'd gone to. Yeah. Um, and that's one of those. It was it was known as like a really cold stadium. It was just next to the North uh, Northern Sea, and it was. Do you remember Hillsborough? Yeah. Well, the reason why because they had Roke Park for ninety nine years, but the reason why they moved was because of the Taylor Report after Hillsborough. Right. It was one of the worst affected clubs and grounds because everything had to be all seaters yeah. and it just reduced their capacity like that and they're a big club aren't they they get a lot of fans yeah. so they had to move to Stadium of Light but they did play one season in the Premier League with Roker Park did they? yeah okay didn't know that that's 100% a point big fact league and position uh, well championship yeah and I know they're pushing for playoffs well they were just got a new manager seventh Ten. Ten points. So that's that's points. within. And then finally, Accrington Stanley. Who were they? <laughs> <laughs> Have you not seen that? The old advert. Oh, yeah. yeah. Have you not Have seen you it? Seen I don't think so, no. It was like an old advert. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, that, I mean, that's, that's a good fact. So there was an advert, uh, a milk company made an advert, and Ian Rush, the former footballer, mm-hmm. uh, this child says, Ian Rush says, if I don't drink my milk then I will only be good enough to play for Accrington Stanley. And then the other guy goes, Accrington Stanley, who are they? The original club that was supposed to be picked for that was Tottenham Hotspur, but they contacted the club to tell them and the club like rejected it. Said, you will not be using us uh, as that like butt of the joke. So and Accrington were fine with that? Yeah. But I mean, they'll have made money. I think they made about 10 grand out. Oh, wow. So they take that. Yeah. yeah. Okay, then league in position of Accrington and we're done. Yeah. Uh, league two. Yep. And oh, I'm not going to lie to you. I don't know how they're doing at the moment. Uh, 15th. 12! You're in. So we did 10 teams, five points per. You only dropped six points, but we gave you a bonus point for Notts County. So you got 45 out of 50. Fucking hell. The thing is that I'm a bit fuming with that. That's <laughs> yeah. That's right. I just but take you, things way too seriously. But like, out of all the positions, you only dropped two. So smashed it. Yeah. You, as you said, you got three out of all of them. Yeah, yeah. So you would have got like yeah. nine points and, and you had no facts. And West Ham were in there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Neve, before we wrap up, some stunt peg lore. Thogden beef. Oh, yeah. How's that now? Was it, was that, is that serious? Did you have beef with Thogden? I think it was just kids being kids yeah. at the end of the day. Um, it was a, it, there was a little bit of a time... When I think, yeah, it just got to me. There was a, a bit of an era when I would post a YouTube video and then it would mysteriously, the same video with the same title, like down to the punctuation and the caps and whatever, would be on Theo's channel. Now, whether or not he did that on purpose or not uh, is 
a whole different story, but it just got under my skin. I, I should have just reached out to him and said, like, can you not? Mm. But I didn't. I did. A, I'd made a meme out of it. I did the homework meme. Do you know, like the, oh, can you copy my homework? Uh, Don't make yeah. it obvious. Yeah. And I put, or do. And then did the screen. <laughs> <laughs> I had a rumour that he actually doesn't even support Bolton. It's just because... Because of me. <laughs> to be fair, that I used to get a lot of, like, I only support Bolton because of him when I was doing uh, the videos. I mean, it's none of those two things are true for I him wish or it me. Was. But imagine, yeah, imagine if you're picking your team <laughs> and a list of teams. And In- people have got their reasons. Well, mine's because of my dad, mine's generational, <laughs> mine's my local club. Mine's oh, because of Bolton. sports them. Let's see. That's why I support Morocco now. Yeah. Well, I support India. Yeah. <laughs> but. That- <laughs> Is that a swiftly move? There's an elephant in the room. Oh, there, I can't. <laughs> I'm glad you made a fat joke. I was going to say Indian elephant, but yeah. right, yeah. carry on. But yeah, so that was just sort of like that was that was what it was, uh, and then sort of beyond that, like we get on, um, definitely get on, but I just you know I just like, he's in his sort of lane, I'm in my sort of lane. Mm. I think it's that kind of thing, really. Fair enough. But I think. With Theo, I think in the last couple of years, the way I felt about Theo in the early days when he first started is that he was a very ruthless YouTuber. Yeah. Like he'd be like willing to do whatever he needed to do yeah. to get those numbers. 100%. And when I felt like I was sort of being, I, I felt like it was affecting me. I felt like it was it was doing things that were affecting me by, you know, the, the channel and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, that I, That's when it, sort of aggravated me but nobody else at that point people loved him at that point so when I did that that got me a lot of abuse whereas now I sort of just stay out of it he made mm-hmm. a video saying Stump Peg let me down because I didn't go on a video um, with him That I said I'd uh, feature on his predictions video right but this was when I was really struggling yeah and you know I, I did I had, I had to bail and I, and I couldn't do it um, but those things happen if you've got a real problem of it you know let me know don't make a whole YouTube video when you know somebody's struggling. That's bizarre. And, and that, that did yeah. upset me a lot. It upset me actually about a year later when I saw that it was still there. And every time I see it, if you type stump peg now, that will often come up. Oh, God. And it just says like big stump peg, let me down and letters. It's got like over 100,000 views. Oh, has it not been taken down? No, and I just think I shouldn't have to ask you to <clears> take <throat> that down. Um, that's I'd say that's, uh, that's the only issue I've got because we are adults now there's no excuse for that kind of behavior yeah throw people under the bus for for a hundred thousand views really if it makes you feel any better i've i've searched up on youtube now and it, and on my specific search it comes up with your football quiz versus luke pingu well that's good which he let you that's win a good one which he let you win mm. how well did you do on it <laughs> do you know no i i was in full-on neek mode on that <laughs> smashed it nine out of ten ten out of ten ten out of ten jack was buzzing that he was I finished joint second. Doing really well for a while. Finished joint second. But you... you. Well, I got scammed, Did, did really I finish joint second with you, actually? Well, originally, I finished one point behind you, but only on a technicality, because Pingu didn't give me a point for an answer that was correct. So he had... To, so basically, I contacted him and said, like, you have to take retrospective action. No, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't he did a full video. <laughs> he did actually correct it in later He did, episode, yeah, yeah. yeah. But he got a lot of comments. I feel like, you know... He, but for all people's faults, people don't stand for people being unfairly treated. No. And the comments, they were there for me. They were saying, you know, you need to give it the point. You get a lot of people backing you up. I like yeah, that. Mm. It's nice. Well, joint second for Jack over here. Yeah, and you know nothing. Oh, that's pretty good. It's pretty good. Now, 
I want some general football answers from you. What's one thing you would change about the sport? Ooh. Yeah, toughies now. Let's turn into Paxman. Is it Paxman? Yeah. What's one thing you'd change about the sport? And Nate? I'm not allowed to just say something really simple as just get rid of VAR now. Yeah, you can. Get it gone. Well, yeah, I'd get, I'd, I'd get that gone now. Does it does it does it wind you up as much because you don't support a Premier League team or, mm. or t- what what league are Bolton in? Well, one? we're we're League One, so we don't have it. Right. Uh, and actually, it's it was when Sunderland played Newcastle in the FA Cup, mm-hmm. and if it's not a Premier League ground, you don't have VAR yeah. in the FA Cup, and so you got a taste of a, a throwback fixture that could very well be a Premier League fixture in a few years, mm-hmm. and you got a taste of that without it. And the referee let the game flow. There were some real crunching tackles and it was just up to him. And I just think that if VAR was uh, deployed perfectly, it made all the necessary corrections and it made it a sport in which there was, yeah, I'd understand it, but you can't possibly do that with football. It's way too subjective, even Mm -hmm. with a rule book. And so in my opinion, I actually do think that the injustices of football, the decisions referees make, is all part of it, of being a fan. You think back to that time that this team shouldn't have got that penalty. The that Frank Lampard to- Frank Lampard. Yeah, the yeah. all right yeah. game yeah. still. But yeah. that's a whole part of it. Yeah. It's yeah. part and parcel. Everyone was kind of treated fairly unfairly as well. Yeah. 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 I would yeah. much rather argue about a ref not making a decision than VAR. Mm. Like, it's like, imagine if somebody just gets something wrong, right? But then... So that's 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 the referee getting something wrong. But then if it's recorded mm. and then they sit there and they watch it again and again and yeah. again and then they still get it wrong. It's like that's when it's super frustrating. It's like they're failing a test with the answer sheet in front of them. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. mad. I don't that's know how they're getting it. so many things wrong. Did you see the West Ham Sheffield United <laughs> thing at the weekend? I know. I'm fuming about he that. He tweeted. He keeps the player running. tweeted saying that He's Jared Bowen turned yeah. him around. Yeah, and who is that player? I don't know. Exactly. Now, <laughs> he... he um... I'm not putting my name to that. <laughs> <laughs> he punched Ariola in the face. Did he? Or elbowed him. Oh. So, no, oh, okay. So, I'm talking about the Jared Bowen yeah, So, McBurney, McBurney yeah. jumped and hit um, Ariola in the oh, face. Oh, I've seen the image of Ariola biting him. Have you seen... Yeah. And yeah it's been like... shared like Ariola's biting him. Oh, it's crazy. I thought a foul... The, the, you see it all the time. Refs always give fouls on the keeper, don't they? You only need yeah, to the keeper tends the keep- to get the benefit. So why is of that doubt. different all of a sudden? Yeah, and then the one yeah, the where Jared Bowen, Sam Jared, Jared Bowen. Yeah, I, I think I think the offside rule just needs to change as a whole because mm. VAR is it's meant to be clear and obvious, and people are getting called offside for half a kneecap being slightly ahead of someone else, and you're not getting a benefit there. Mm. You're just not against the defender. Do you think we will see? Is there is there a way in which VAR will ever go? I don't know. I think because there's other countries that seem to be using it better. So maybe they'll just consistently look at that and think. Mm. And it it tends to be used quite well in tournaments as well. Yeah. So it's like maybe, you know, when that's always a thing. Maybe it's just our officials aren't great. Possibly. That's an argument, isn't it? That is an argument. A particular video of yours that I watched recently, Neve, that I really enjoyed was you were going around the ugliest stadiums in England. What, What makes a stadium ugly? Well, yeah, so it wasn't my ugliest stadiums. I was visiting what TalkSport had said were. Oh, do you think they were uglier? Making my decision. (laughs) (laughs) And making my decision if it was the case. It's so, so, like, opinion-based, isn't it, on what you like in a stadium. The the stadiums I went to, for the most part, I didn't think they were. I think they're just traditional 
English stadiums that have maybe suffered the test of time. Mm -hmm. Like I went to Blundell Park. Their main stand was in 1901. That was when it was built. Yeah. It's one of the oldest main... What do you expect, you know? And in terms of their budgets they're dealing with too. And so, yeah, no, I didn't I didn't particularly agree with all of them. What, what, what? Where are the ones you went to? So, yeah, so I went to Blundell Park, which was Grimsby. I went to Boundary Park, which is Oldham's, mm -hmm. which, again, I don't necessarily think it's ugly, but it could do with a bit more care and a bit more attention. Mm -hmm. uh, I went to Chester's Ground, which is spelt D-E-V-A, and I still haven't got to the bottom if, if that's Deva or Diva. D -E I'd say Deva, naturally. I'd say Deva, yeah. So but probably Diva then, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then in my next video, you'll hear me say Diva. <laughs> I would have said, said Deva until Jack said Deva, yeah. What is the ugliest stadium in the country? <clears throat> evil. Huh? So evil. Evil? To make me say that, yeah. Oh, I, I, I'm trying um, to think of the stadium <laughs> going. Which, who evil, plays at Evil? Evil stadium. <laughs> oh, I know Priestfield gets a lot of stick because it still looks like there's like a temporary stand but it's been a temporary stand for like decades mm. uh, just I, say a ground that you'll never want to go to and, again and i know i know priestfield and i know who plays there and i think that priestfield is a really ugly stadium for gillingham <laughs> I was really could you not tell what he was doing <laughs> I had no idea. I'd never heard of it. Start. We were starting a conversation about it. Um, yeah, to be honest with you, I wouldn't say ugly is the appropriate word, but one of my least favourites okay. is yours. Oh, why? London Stadium. Why? I just I just don't think it feels like a football ground when you're inside it, which is because it wasn't. Uh, yeah. But yeah. I think it's a masterpiece and everyone should go and check it out. <laughs> I'm on the payroll. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what's the best stadium you've ever been to? Uh, in England or Europe? What should we say, Stevie? I think. What do I want to know? Everywhere. More? Everywhere, yeah. Uh, as long as it's a place Jack's heard of. Yeah. Well, yeah. Have you heard of Tromsø? Huh? <laughs> Tromsø. In, um, God, that's in um, Poland. No. Okay. <laughs> Where Norway. Is it? No, no, Norway. No. Okay. I mean, it's not that. I just. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just knew that you were testing you. I had no idea. Um, no, it's yeah. I, but I do like Norwegian stadiums. They're not necessarily like groundbreaking, but they've got like apartments in the stadiums. Like they use them as offices, apartments, classrooms for exams, and I just like that that's built into the stadium. It's pretty cool. Uh, Marseille's is like whoa. I'm going to Google you, that. I right think you'll, now. Have, you'll have seen that Stad Velodrome. I say, what, you, have you been here? Yeah, it's magnificent. Oh, wow. That does look that pretty cool. sick. Have I been to that? I don't know. How, well, when you went to. I went to the. Did Euros. they play in. Ah, uh, no. I'll tell you which one I think I went to. This one. I think I went to the Lawn Stadium. Oh, I really want to go there, yeah. Yeah, that one. <laughs> Different. Yeah, it does. It looks like Luton. It looks like just a rectangle ground <laughs> compared to that velodrome style ground. What? What's been, so? Is that your? Is that? Is that yeah, what you're I think for? so. Yeah. What's been the craziest footballing moment you've ever seen live? Ooh. Doesn't have to be a goal. Can be a famous red card or a last-minute winner. Yeah. Uh, an underrated one was being in the stadium for. Do you remember when Spurs? beat Man City in the Champions League and it was just pure chaos yeah, 4-3 yeah. 
And but it was it was I think Sterling who had scored, but then it was disallowed. They went to VAR for literally what felt like ten minutes. Yeah. And it was just whoa. And I, but I was I was positioning myself strategically at the Etihad next to the in the south stand next to the away fans. Mm-hmm. So you had all this. It, it was one of those where that goal equals City, that goal equals Tottenham. It was mm-hmm. disallowed. It was mm-hmm. one of those kind of moments. And so you had all this um, incredible celebration around me and then it just went silent. And then next to us was just all the emotion of wow. Tottenham. And it was bonkers. I remember watching that game at home. Oh, I can't imagine what that would have been like to be there. More VAR drama as well. Well, yeah. And yeah. you want to get rid of it. Yeah, but VAR didn't. That's a rare. That's a very rare example of when VAR can cause positive. Being in Napoli when they won the Scudetto though was a bit was a bit mental because we were talking like three Mm a.m. and you walk through the streets and there are hundreds of thousands of people around you. Like you can't walk. This is three a.m. and Mm. it's like everyone is on the streets. There's fireworks. It's just. That's how you celebrate winning the league. Phenomenal. Title. And you went to the Euro final as well, didn't you? England, Italy. Yeah. And I'm a bit annoyed at myself because I was upset because I did go into it. It was hard. I didn't know what I wanted. But I think whilst I was in there, actually, I think it was England that I wanted. And so I was a bit upset after the game. But mm. then I rang my dad like an hour later and sort of cheered myself up. But I was a little bit upset that I ever even felt I needed to have a team. I don't know why. I, d- I just think you, you do feel like you have to have someone in a, in a game. Yeah, that's a difficult one. But though, I wish I'd just watched it because you don't know if that'll ever happen again. And I wish I'd just, just really just enjoyed it. Enjoyed mm. that moment of both of my nations being in a, in a final. Best goal you've ever seen live? Mm. Wow. Uh, <laughs> it's so mad that the first goal that pops into my head was a Sammy Amiobi goal <laughs> for Bolton Wanderers against Bristol City. <laughs> and this was like five years ago, maybe not a bit longer than that actually. Um, and yeah, it was, we picked up, it was on the Sky cameras as well. We were like, oh, we were so bad at that time. Like, you know, we were losing most games. This was on Sky, Bristol City were brilliant. He picks the ball up and Sammy Amiobi is one of those players that you just didn't seem to want to turn up in games. But if you wanted to turn up, mm-hmm. he would turn up, pick the ball up, just kept running, 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 and then just blasted it. That's definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> such a good description to go, nah, not that. Yeah. It's just such a hard question, isn't it? You've got to like really go back through the pages with goals. Mine would probably be the Dimitri Payet free kick against Crystal Palace. Wow, where it just, like, you were, were, you, were you there? Yeah, yeah, and it, it was at Upton Park. And the, the kind of, sounds weird to say, but you know the kind of famous angle of it? That was kind of my view. So oh. It was, yeah. like, it was either that or Stevie White's halfway line uh, goal against... Carra Road, Carra what Road. can I say? Sometimes, mm. sometimes you just hit it from distance and you're going to score. Bang! Hello. What's just happened? Stand peg. I am a creepy football genie and I have come here today she, she looks so confused. to grant you three wishes. This is the sort of thing I do in my living room. On my own. <laughs> I don't know what you mean because I have not been privy to earlier discussion. He does this sometimes. He's never done it with a guest though, so I feel a bit weird about I it. I am going to grant you three wishes. Okay. And then we will finish the podcast. Wish number one. She looks so serious whilst you're doing this. <laughs> you are, I am going to take you back in time to watch any football moment live. What do you choose? 
Oh, we won the World Cup. Apart from that. <laughs> Why? I actually do have on my sheet, you cannot say, 1966. Two uh, odds. Oh, you didn't say there'd be terms and conditions. <laughs> um, this is our Jack's preparing for Mexico World Cup. Yeah. <laughs> I can I present for you. I can go, hello. <laughs> Istanbul, 05. Yeah. Because, you know, even though obviously I'm not a Liverpool fan, yeah. just how? I just want to know how they did it. That is a great shout. That is one of the only sort of highlights that I watch back that yeah. aren't of my team. Yeah. And I get goosebumps. It's, yeah. Perfect shout. Can I just ask as me now? Because it's a bit awkward. <laughs> I feel like you've committed. You've got two more questions. Yeah. You can own any piece of football memorabilia. <laughs> this is, what piece of memorabilia would you like to own? Could be anything. I... Jeannie's dead. I want a match-worn Diego Maradona shirt from when we won the Scudetto. Wow. Yeah. Huge shout. Robbie, is it Robbie Knox? Yeah, he's been on. He's, <laughs> he's here. He, he's worn. He's put on. Let me get this right. He's seen Diego Maradona in an airport. Has he? Don't know. <laughs> he's not told us I that. He has. I think he has. They were born around the same time, so... <laughs> <laughs> I, I also think that Robbie has either touched or worn the Diego Maradona Hand of God shirt. What? I feel like touched is more likely. But I, I think when yeah, he, what? Where did he put it? He's <laughs> chucking it on, five-a-side. It'd be a tiny little boob tube, wouldn't it? Because Maradona was tiny. Oh, just insulting Robbie. No, no. Um, and then finally, you can change the result of one match in history. What would you change? Um, I would change the result of. I mean, it's a lame one, really. It's just I'm being selfish. I would change the result of Bolton when we got relegated in the eleven twelve season, just simply because if we stayed up that year, I don't think we were a team that. You know, I think once you're gone, you're gone for a lot of teams. Mm-hmm. And it's HA just come back. But I think mm-hmm. if we hadn't been relegated, then... Had a chance of holding QPR on. And QPR ended up losing in the end. Because what it was, and dead, because at the same time that Man United and Man City were fighting to win the Premier League, Bolton and QPR were fighting to stay up. And as long as Bolton beat Stoke and then QPR lost, we would stay up. But we drew, we bottled it. Oh, was And then it that? QPR was it lost the... in the last minute. It was that season, yeah. wasn't it? And how it? exciting would that have been every time you watched the Aguero, knowing that not only that meant City won the league, but a up. secret meaning that it, yeah, it kept That's a good answer. All your answers today have been spot on. I rate it. What is the greatest thing about football? You speak about it yeah. so well Definitely, and yeah. you love, you clearly love it, but what would you say is the one greatest thing about the sport? I think just like the fact that it's such a reflection of life. And I've always said this, it, it, it means so much, but really does matter so little. And so you can experience all these emotions. We clearly, as humans, love experiencing emotions. We love sadness, we love joy, and you know, getting those little wins in life and sharing that with those around us. And to experience all of those drastic emotions in real life, something has to happen that might affect your life uh, in a good or bad way. Whereas with football, once you're out of there, you don't have to worry about it anymore. You know, you can keep it there if you want to to keep it there. Do you know what? We always finish with the same question, what is the meaning of life? But I just think that that answer pretty much reflects life as well. 
Football is life. Stump Peg, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on. Yeah. Thanks for coming on. You enjoyed it? Yeah, very much so. Nice one. Where can people see your stuff if they don't know who you are? Yeah, on the YouTubes. Just type Stump Peg in and uh, you'll get me. Yep, unless you're Joey Barn. And we yeah. ticked off getting a woman, so great for us. <laughs> there we go. This has been Jack Mate's Happy Hour podcast with me, Jack Mate, Stevie White, and the brilliant Neve Petruziello. What? You said it differently again. Petruziello. Peg, and we'll see you in a few days' time. Thank you. Hey. Oh, I enjoyed that. That was a fun one. Graham Norton stuff's funny. <laughs> I can't believe you don't. I thought that was going to be one of those where I said it and you were like, yes, that's also what I do. <laughs> no, you're and on you your own. You looked at me like I was going to say it. You're like, on your own with that one. Jack Mate's Happy Hour. <laughs>